0: And welcome to Rise and Thrive, the podcast where we learn to thrive no matter what challenges or difficulties life throws your way. I'm Erin Warhol, and I'm here with Mary Hayes Greco. Hi, Erin. Hi, Mary. Well, I am so curious to dig in today's topic. We are talking about what
1: you call, Mary, your pot of pain. <laughs> right. Everyone's got one. We're not talking about the pain you feel about your pot belly at the moment. <laughs> it's a different pot. It's the yeah. pot of backlog of emotional things that never quite settled for you that might still erupt in simple situations in the present. Yeah. So
0: this is old stuff, the backlog, stuff that's still hanging around. We're going to talk about what it is where it comes from, how it affects you and your life, and what
1: you can do about it. I think it's good to have a sense of humor about it, too, and a way (laughs) of recognizing it. And it makes me think about this uh, Far Side cartoon I saw a while back where a person is opening the door to their first date with somebody, and the guy is standing there you know, with a flower and dressed all nice. And he's like, hi, I'm Jim. And this is my emotional baggage. And there's this big mon- lumpy monster just kind of standing behind him on the doorstep, you
0: know. <laughs> oh, I love it. Wouldn't it be great if you could see people's emotional I know. I imagine the woman
1: standing in the doorway was also, I had a big lumpy monster standing behind her, she you know. Did. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Jill. This is my emotional baggage. <laughs> Let's see oh, how they dance. that's funny.
0: Well, I, I like how you have a sense of humor about it because for a lot of us, when we start realizing that we do have this pot
1: of pain, as you call it, it's kind of scary. It is. And, and my, hus- <laughs> my husband and I have found a way of laughing at it, too, every now and then when one of us, we're getting into some kind of thing that's a little more rigid and fraught and yeah. tense than it should be. And we look at each other, like to see, like, well, whose baggage is standing behind them right now in this conversation, <laughs> you know? And if we could sort of assess it, the other one goes, "Hey, you messed up. <laughs> <laughs> you are messed up." And then the other one, we laugh. And yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, that was my little mess up thing. Okay, so, back okay, to the present well, moment. Yeah,
0: let's let's first of all let's define what you call the pot of pain? For somebody who doesn't have that yet and can't make jokes about it yet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know. It just came to me over the years and working with people in the forgiveness work and working with people and healing their emotions. And I guess the corollary that's out there in the culture is Eckhart Tolle's uh, concept of the pain body, the Mm -hmm. emotional pain body, Mm -hmm. where he says we have a subtle energy body that's full of all this undigested, backed up, uh, static and energy from old experiences, so it's kind of the same idea. Um, I just think of it as when, when I've been working with people in, in the forgiveness work, and we're in step two, and they're venting their emotions, their emotional truth about the something that they're mad about,
0: some something that they're working on on relieving themselves. Yeah, from they're anger forgiving or some person
1: or situation. They're they're mad, they're sad, they're whatever they have. And in step two, you get a chance to just imagine the person in the empty chair in front of you and lean in and say your emotional truth about it. So it could be, you know, I hate you. I hate you. Or you ruined my life. These are not rational things to say Mm -hmm. or not fair spiritual things to say, but they're emotional truths. I hate you. You ruined my life. Or you are really an idiot. You get to say that stuff because your emotions have that kind of... uh, way, you know, yeah. they're babyish and hot and selfish and violent and, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> all of those things. Yeah. And and the thing is, and they don't respond to logic that well. Mm-hmm. They, they just kind of are on their own circuit. So in, in the forgiveness work, which I've just done many, many, many iterations of, I noticed that a person can sit with a difficult issue, get into step two, which is to vent your emotional truth, and... It lasts about 20 minutes, mm-hmm. and then it's done. Mm-hmm. And it's almost, I've just almost had this visual over the years of a person just pouring out, emptying the pot of pain Around that's associated that with this particular issue. issue. Story and when they get to the bottom of that pot of pain, you could see it on their face. They look sort of bored all of a sudden, like, uh, oh, okay, well, now what? Yeah. Like, I have cried enough about this issue in my life. I have yelled enough about this issue in my life. They've just actually emptied the pot of pain. And now how do you keep going and finish it, tie it up with a bow so that that's done? Yeah,
0: and we are, in our podcast, we're getting into that in their other podcasts where we take people through all of the steps of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So right now I want to really just focus in on this pot of pain so everyone really clearly understands it. Right. So where does that pain that where does it come from
1: though i mean how does it get there in the first place right well some of it's just a fresh, understandable response or reaction to something in the present day, yeah, and it doesn't have deep, long, terrible roots into uh-huh. your childhood or in, into yeah. your unconscious psyche. It just doesn't, you know. Yeah, ouch, like someone you mistreats you. Yeah, or, or I mean, a simple example like uh, I had several miscarriages, mm-hmm. and now when I was trying to have another baby, well, that's not anybody's fault. Mm-hmm. There's nobody to get mad at, including mm-hmm. myself, including God, including the baby. Not it's it's just nature. But so many feelings came along with it yeah. and disappointment and and mad and, and afraid and uh-huh. all sorts of things. And um, so the next time that I was pregnant and, and going into having my next child who lived and is turning 21 <laughs> in June, I had to go through this, this pot of pain for mm. those first four and a half months because I was so afraid. I'd had three miscarriages. Oh. I was so afraid of losing that again. And, you know, that's... I guess you know, there wasn't a lot I could have done about that, I mm-hmm. suppose. but it was uh, it was tainting. It was coloring so much of my experience. So that's kind of a natural present time this happened. But then there's things that, that refer back to pain in our childhood, pain in our family, and um, the role that you had in your family or things that happened back then. So for an example, I'm the oldest of eight children mm-hmm. in a family that was struggling with alcoholism, um, very dysfunctional till I was 15. And being the oldest in that system uh, gave me a lot of responsibility which translated to a sense of seriousness and burden. Mm. And so uh, here I am, decades and decades later, and I've had to do some work on myself, my pot of pain, which I really got a lot of help with in the adult children of alcoholics um, groups. But uh, it was so that in the present day, if something is difficult or something requires me to step up and take a little more responsibility than I was planning, or uh, someone around me is, is kind of melting down, that My pot of pain wants to just put me right into being serious and responsible and overly burdened, and it's not even mine anymore. This this thing isn't mine at all, but I'm sensitive. I'm sensitized to these these things in the environment. So as I have healed my sadness and anger and disappointments about my childhood and the way I became parentified really early, um, I'm able to be in... Adult situations and not just take everything on, oh, or not yeah. go into that space anymore because I've healed that part of pain that's okay. inside me. Okay. So,
0: so how does some? That's and that's a great example, Mary. Thank you. Uh, How does
1: somebody know if they have a pot of pain? Oh, they know. (laughs) They know because the people around them are giving them feedback and they're saying, why do you always go crazy when blah, 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 blah? Uh Why are you making a big deal about this? But that's not what I said. Why do you think that I'm being disrespectful to you? Because... Say for instance, uh, you're in a relationship, a fairly young relationship, but you haven't healed your last relationship breakup. Okay, you've been in an old relationship with somebody who was disrespectful and yeah. abusive to you, and you did not get all of that out of your system. There you are. In a new relationship, and bring they in it. <laughs> bring in your your emotional baggage monster behind you, and your new person. You know, maybe they forgot something. Yeah, maybe they they just forgot. People yeah. forget, but you interpret it as you're not important. Okay. Or or they don't care about you they don't respect your time or you you put some interpretation on it that has nothing to do with really where they were coming from but it's coming from your pot of pain from the things you didn't heal in your last relationship so it, it colors every it colors how it you colors look at the present things, day yeah. Yeah. and and you know people pe- the people that we know that are kind of a piece of work you know, the people that are reactive, that go off, that uh, make a big deal, make mountains out of molehills, they're, they're sitting on stuff and, and relaying, referring all these simple present-time situations back to this deeper pain that um, really hurt their heart and they haven't healed it yet. And so you might be that person every now and then. You might yeah. be that person in the room. And usually I think we do get feedback from the village, from the community around us that, hmm, you know, I don't know, this seems like you're making a big deal about this or you're being difficult about this. Why is this so intense for you?
0: So I'm thinking about this because what you're describing is baggage and you carry around this pot of pain. And maybe the one way that it affects your life is that it might tip over without you realizing
1: that you are so vulnerable to that or that you're at risk for that. Or you don't even know that it's uh, not happening in the present. You're just in yeah. it. You're just in it. You're you're under the water, and you don't really realize that uh, you're you're not in the same reality. Well, nobody's in the same reality as people around them. But yeah. um, you know, you don't quite realize that you're not seeing straight for a while.
0: Well, and so one thing that I think about, you know, when we talk on this podcast about how people can heal their pain, how they can rise and thrive no matter what. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes things happen in our lives where it's not our fault, you know, and we maybe we're a victim of something, of a crime or something. And it's just unfair or unjustified. And I think for some people, that actually can be a barrier to them even wanting to deal with this pot of pain. It's like, why do I have this? Why is this on me? Why do I have to carry this around? Hmm.
1: I suppose so. I think a a lot of people who are more emotionally mature Mm -hmm. than the other people involved in the situation might feel really irritated that why how, why am i being a grown up here yeah. why am i being the stand up one and and facing into myself when that person doesn't care at all they're just going to go and do the next stupid thing you know to the next unwary <laughs> person
0: <laughs> why should i so one of the questions that i think a lot of people have when they, when we we're talking about emotional pain is why do we even have these painful emotions to begin with? Like, is there a value to even having them? Cause you know, it, nobody likes to be uncomfortable. Nobody likes to be in pain. And, and so maybe like stuffing it away in a, in a, bucket of pain. <laughs> it, I mean, it makes sense.
1: Like we thought it was practical. Yeah. Like these emotions are useless. So exactly. why don't I just stuff it down in my in my pot of pain and not deal with it and yeah. try and, and work off of my, my best brains and my best spirit and, you know, be as normal as I can, that sort of thing. But I, it's, you know, it's such a feature of being human. It's a huge feature of the human experience, the human situation, the human journey. We just need to learn how to be with us, and mm-hmm. I remember when I had my um, my first baby, and uh, she was, you know, just hours old, and then in the, her whole first week of being a little baby, w- who with you know a nice arrival and a nice mommy and a daddy and a healthy body and whatever, but she had this whole range of emotions go across her little features <laughs> through that through that time. Yeah. I saw her be scared. I saw her be sad. I saw her be mad. I saw her be, you know, irritated. I I saw this whole range of emotion going across the features of this brand new human being. And I'm like, oh, wow. This is just hardwired in us. This is us from the beginning. We're, we're us. We're our personality. And different personalities have different emotional natures. Some people are very vivid and passionate and intense and fiery. And other people are very cool and gentle and more cerebral and um, don't get roused easily. And so there's that that whole thing is like, well, what kind of an emotional uh, makeup? Do you have that's that's your that's one thing to know about, and the other thing is just to know that there's these emotions are going to be here with us, and we need to learn how to uh, let them be the color and texture and drama and interest in life without uh, causing damage.
0: Yeah, and it's—I mean—it's somehow it's how you know who you are too, mm-hmm. isn't it? Isn't isn't it part of like you're in
1: your truth when
0: you are able to feel all your emotions, right? Yeah,
1: I think so. That's true. Like you're when you're angry at something, it reflects to you what you think is fair, yeah, and what you think is um, good and right, ethical behavior, and and when you're joyous, it reflects to you what kindles your heart and and spirit and brings light to your eye and, and it's different things for different people. and Yeah. So
0: when we are coming to terms with our own pot of pain, you know, maybe we've been going along and then we get that feedback that you're talking about where someone's like, geez, what's wrong with you? And we start uh, trying to figure out what to do with this pot of pain. We, we have other uh, episodes of our podcast where you get into the nitty gritty of how you
1: help people get rid of it. How you journey through a specific story that left you with some pain yeah. and uh, really honor it and then put it down and be yeah. done with it.
0: Yeah. So w- we, we won't cover that right here, but if you could maybe paint a picture for our listeners about where you take yourself when you are willing to face into this pot of pain and and as you start learning how to manage it, what what does that offer you? Like, why is that a, even a good thing?
1: Mm. Well, and that's what therapy is for. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hurt anyone to do a stint of therapy at some mm-hmm. point, just to just to get to know yourself better, just to get to know the influences upon you as you're growing up, get to know your um, your nature, your personality, what pleases you, what really offends you, what's hard for you, what you need. That's You know, a little stint of therapy just in the spirit of know thyself Mm -hmm. is a good idea at some point, whether you're in transition or you just broke up or you don't know what to do next or that sort of thing. Um, Circles. You know, we're uh, we're in Minnesota, which is the land of 10,000 lakes as well as 10,000 uh, therapy groups <laughs> and 12-step yeah. meetings. And we're, we're like the home, the mothership of 12-step meetings on the planet <laughs> because of Hazleton Treatment Center. So um, circles of people are very healing, and circles that are dedicated to uh, recovery from a dysfunctional childhood, those, those Al-Anon, ACA circles, or um, circles that are specific to a certain kind of loss, like the miscarriage I mentioned before, mm-hmm. there's circles for pe- for women who are getting over the loss of a baby. And there's circles for people who have uh, had other losses, they've lost their vision, or they've lost um, mobility, or there's, there's all sorts of um, attention that is needed when we have a loss. And there's I, at least at least from where I sit, there's a circle to meet it <laughs> yeah. Is where, you, where you can really tell your story and tell your emotional truths and have a good cry and have someone pat you and hand you Kleenex and, um, and talk to you on the phone every now and then if you're really feeling low. I think people need each other, and I think we tend to be wounded by people, mm-hmm. and we heal with people. Mm. I don't think we heal in a vacuum.
0: So as you're talking about this, it's also occurring to me that sometimes, and, and I know I've done it, I know I've met people who've done it, where it's like, you have your pain, and that just sort of becomes like your thing, where you're like, oh, let me tell you all about my pain, where you come together with other people. And uh, it's, it isn't this healing thing that you're talking about. It's more like revisiting it. and Right.
1: It's like, uh- Whining and,
0: and yeah, how do you
1: tell the difference there? When you're... for that meeting, you want to yeah. have an on and on and on and on. So, well, what's the difference? Uh, I think you can tell when people are shifting and transforming an issue because they're telling the story. There's just really a, you can see it in the body. Mm-hmm. You can see that you know they they breathe a little differently. They're adjust their posture, they start laughing and kind of (laughs) sweating or shaking it off somehow or getting more light in their eyes. There's there's a way that when people seek attention in a healing way, that healing begins to happen. Whereas Mm. if people seek attention inside a uh, uh, stubborn sub-personality, a stubborn part of them that just Wants attention but doesn't want to change. Yeah. Uh, there's a whole different feel to yeah, that there to is. sort of thing. And you've probably all had somebody that you had to break up with or subtract from your life because you could not hear that story one more time. You could not deal with their issue one more time. You were bored to death with it because they had the same darn issue cycling and revolving over 10 years and they're not growing. And we want to be with people who are growing and who are recognizing that emotional mastery is something we all need to um, study up on and practice and support each other to do because it makes us better.
0: Yeah. And we will cover cover this topic more in the future, but I want to end here with you taking picking up a little bit more on what you just were saying, which is we want to learn to handle our pain, not just to handle our pain, but because... We get things from growing through our pain. And so if you could just hold out a vision, Mary, for for what a person gets when they actually go through this stuff. There's
1: some insight or some wisdom. Shine. Shine. They get the shine of their spirit Mm -hmm. really fully grounded in who they are as a real authentic person. Mm. And we get clarity. Mm -hmm. We get mental clarity where we're... Able to see straight and focus, and establish some goals, and, and work work our way along with some some clarity, and we get um, good social behavior. I mean, we we are likable, yeah, We're very likable. <laughs> if you're a person who is safe for others to be around because you're responsible for knowing what you're feeling and how to handle your feeling and. At, at this in this situation right now, yeah. If you are that responsible person, you are a safe person for other people to be with, mm. and um, so it it's a really uh, in a way we're society making when we're being yeah. emotionally responsible and and picking up the the task of emotional mastery as part of what it means to be a grown up and part of what it means to be a citizen. We are in the business of of creating vibrant. And functional human society.
0: Wow, that's great, Mary. I, I love how I know you... I
1: I felt like saying amen to myself. <laughs> just there.
0: Hey, I felt like waving a handkerchief just now.
1: I believe in this. Yeah, <laughs> I,
0: well, I believe in it too. And you just articulated it so beautifully there because it when you when you knock down a piece of emotional pain, and I've done that with you. I've I've gone to many. <laughs> forgiveness workshops. I, I've been hanging around you for a while.
1: And kind of a born-again forgiver. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but it looks good so. on you. It looks very good Thank on you. you. you are Thank really, you. really powerful and shiny. Well, it feels better, and
0: it feels lighter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, instead of being like the Far Side cartoon where you got the big mound of emotional monster baggage. emotional baggage, and yes. I know what that feels like, too. But when, when that starts to lessen, it's like, oh, I can do more. You know, I, I, I feel more energy. More capacity. Yeah. So it's all great. Well, good. Well, this has been really helpful. Thank you. So okay, I wanna invite any of our listeners if they wanna share with us how maybe they've knocked down their pot of pain or how they they've
1: emptied it, how they've it. made it lighter, how yeah. they've learned
0: to recognize it and and handle it. Uh, send us an email. You can send it to Aaron at Rise and dot com or Mary at Rise and dot com. And if you like what you're hearing, tell your friends about us. You can connect with us on our website at Rise and dot com. There's Send it. Uh, join our email list, and there's some other ways to connect with us. There, you can also find us on Facebook at Rise and Thrive Show. Or uh, let's see what else we got. Go to iTunes. Go to iTunes and leave us a review. And that's it. Then. Come visit us again.
1: Circle around and see what else we've got on offer on the buffet table.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. All right. Well, that's it for this episode. I want to say thank you to Daniel Zamzow, our sound engineer, and thanks
1: Mary Hayes Greco. Oh, thank you, Aaron. It's always fun. See you next time.